0: Welcome, you're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about accessing or connecting with your higher self. How do you develop a relationship with your higher self? And in this episode, I'll talk about what is the higher self? How do you know whether or not you're contacting it? Or we'll talk about all the ins and outs of it. In the previous episode, I talked about the dark night of the soul, talked about the ego. And we'll talk more about the ego in this episode, talk about the ego death. All in all, I feel you're going to get a lot of value, I mean, You're only going to get the value out of it if you're looking for it, if you're accessing the information. If you've been thinking about a higher dimension or a higher spiritual life, then you're going to get some value out of this. If this topic has not been on your radar, listen anyways, and at some point you realize that this isn't for you, then go somewhere else. But if it doesn't immediately resonate with you, if you can struggle with it, if you can be with it for a while, maybe you'll get an insight. And so with that said, if it doesn't immediately resonate with you, just understand that you're here. You've begun listening to it for a reason. And what that reason is, I don't know. Your higher self knows it has guided you here. So as we proceed, there's a couple ideas that I want to revisit and I want to make grounded in your understanding so we have some place to go. First and foremost, you are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. I really want you to think about that. You are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. So you are a spiritual being first, and you're having this play of consciousness that we call being human. And it just occurred to me that if you're, if this is your first episode of the aligned self and you're wondering, who am I? I've been on the spiritual journey for over 50 years. I have a personal relationship with my higher self, and it's been a couple weeks since I released the last episode where I talked about the dark night of the soul, and I promised that I would talk about the higher self. I realized that I have an understanding, I have a knowing of the higher self, but I didn't necessarily have the words to talk about it until this morning. I've been thinking about it, I've been ruminating on it, I've been asking (laughs) to have a more I guess, cognizant experience, not one that was so palpable or embodied in my being. And so in addition to being on the spiritual path for over 50 years, I've been a coach for over 30 years. I've been working with individuals over the years to expand their consciousness, to expand their personal understanding, to assist them in getting more performance, more, more life out of their living. Okay. Now that that's said, we can proceed. Like I said, you are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. You've heard that before. You've heard it in a lot of different places. But have you really begun to understand it or have a knowing of it in your bones? The other foundational understanding that I would like you to grasp as we move forward comes from the Tao Te Ching, from Lao Tzu, a Chinese book of change. In the very beginning, he says that the Tao that can be named... The Tao that can be spoken of is not the Tao. In Taoism, Tao is the flow, the the eternal consciousness of all that is. So the Tao, the God, all it is, as we talk about it, it is not really God. It is not really consciousness. It is not the Tao. So as we talk about the higher self, in talking about it, it is not the experience of it. You see, in language, anytime we assign a word to it, that is the surface structure of experience. There is a deeper, more complex equivalent underneath the surface that is the actual experience. And that is why many times people will have an experience, just like I said earlier, you know, I've had the experience, but I've been grappling with the words to come close to the approximation of the experience. And of course, like with any driving habit, your mileage will vary. So even though I'm going to explain it, you're going to have your own interpretation of the words that I offer up. And so I'm going to ask you to lean into your higher self, lean into a greater understanding, lean into your divinity and ask for an experience of this relationship. Now, if I go back in time and begin thinking about when I was first introduced to the idea, the concept of the higher self, I had no idea what it was. And it felt like something that was apart from me. It was some other, like above me or something that I wasn't immediately connected to. And that's because I was thoroughly grounded in who I was, my self-concept. And I was thinking that who I thought I was, and that is who I really was. I wasn't yet truly connected to that divine aspect of, you know, a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. I had an understanding of it, but I did not yet have a knowing of it. Now, in your journey as a human being, you may have heard the higher self referred to as different things from different people. Other names for the higher self is your soul. Abraham Hicks refers to it as your inner being. The theophysis refer to it as the over-self. And then Buddhism refers to it as Buddha consciousness or Atma. And then Gnosticism, a branch of Christianity, refers to it as Christ consciousness. And then Christians refer to it as the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So let's get back to this idea of where is your higher self? Well, your higher self resides within you as you. What does that mean? It is an aspect of your experience. What does that mean? Well, we'll, t- we'll break it right down to the material aspects of your experience. As a human being, you more than likely have a body. And more than likely, you have most of your appendages. And let's say you have a hand a right hand or a left hand, and you can look at the hand and talk about your hand as if it is separate from you. But in actuality, it is an aspect of the whole. It's part of the whole. But in conversation, we talk about the hand as something separate from our mind or separate from the other aspects of our body. Yet it is intricately connected to everything, all parts of you. Since the Middle Ages, and one of the key proponents is Descartes, the philosopher that created a separation between the mind and the body. And ever since then, the church or religion, spirituality, has taken domain over the mind, and science or medicine has taken domain over the body. And most often in conversations in those two They don't pay a lot of credence to the other parts, the other aspects. And so science and medicine deals with the body, tries to mechanize the different aspects of the body and doesn't give a lot of credence to the role of the mind connected to the body and vice versa. In religion, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong, meaning that the drives of the body do not necessarily reflect the drives of the spirit. But for the sake of our conversation, the mind and body are intricately connected. There is no separation. You only have mind from the aspect of consciousness or awareness. Everything that you feel in your body, every perception, sensation that you receive from your environment and your reflection, how you think manifests itself in your body. You've thought of different experiences. You can project future experiences and have a palpable sensation, palpable feeling in your body, which is a reflection of your thoughts. This awareness has greater implications as far as mind-body healing or just healing in general and the, the fact that trauma can impact your body, actually compromise your immune system because the thoughts you hold, the emotions you hold are held in the body and they're manifested in different ways. And so if you're experiencing some physical discomfort, if you're experiencing some ill ease or dis-ease in the body, more than likely it is a reflection of your past, reflection of ideas and the stories that you're telling yourself. Sometimes when there's an onset of physical symptoms, I always ask, what was going on in your life at the time this began or within six months before the onset of the physical symptoms? 99 times out of 100, we can actually identify an experience, a set of circumstances, a thought, a story that's going on at that time that is directly correlated to what's going on in the body. One of my teachers, Carolyn Mace, has said that your biography is your biology. And if you're not familiar with Carolyn Mace, she wrote the book Anatomy of the Spirit, and she's been a medical intuitive for many, many years. Now I say all that not necessarily to explore mind, body healing, but just to draw a connection that your experience is an aspect of your higher self, that your persona, your personality is an aspect of a greater whole. You're not separate from your higher self. You're not separate from your soul. You're not, you're intimately connected to your inner being. It's all one and the same. It's a level of awareness. And so let's explore some different levels of awareness. Now, most of you have heard about the third dimensional consciousness, fourth dimensional consciousness, fifth dimensional, and there's six, seven, eight, nine, 10, up to 12, at least that we're aware of. Some of us are aware of, but these dimensions are not actual places or exist, you know, levels of existence. They're levels of perception. Another way of thinking of it is levels of energy and the spiritual path through your spiritual journey is the process of acclimating and accessing different levels of energy, actually conditioning your unit, your vehicle, your body, your mind and body, in order to access and process greater and greater levels of energy. So in the context of awareness, you have your persona, your sense of I am, yourself, self-concept, And I say self-concept because that is the idea that you have of yourself. And in the previous episode, I talked about the dark night of the soul and how that is a confrontation with your self-concept, meaning that you come to an awareness that the way the world works, the way reality works, is not the way you thought it did. And so there is an inner conflict between your experience or your mindset, your ideas, and what your actual experience is. And there's some recalibrating that takes place. This recalibration is actually guided by your higher self, which operates at a different level of awareness than you experience in your day to day. Ideally, where we want to end up as we engage or develop a relationship with our higher self is to have a blended experience where you're not driven by egoic, insecure needs, but you utilize your ego to move about the world. Because remember, you're a spiritual being with the desire to have a physical experience. But you have access to God, Goddess, all it is. And so your higher self, you could think of it as an entity that has one foot in the divine and one foot in the physical space, physical world. See, I'm offering different metaphors to find out which one will stick for you. So don't get too caught up in my descriptions. Just think of it as metaphorical in nature. As we continue to explore the aspect of the higher self, I want to talk again in terms of levels of energy. Frequency and intensity. If you are directly plugged into God, God is all that is, that is pure energy, pure consciousness. And it could be safe to say it would be like drinking from a fire hose. The experience would be overwhelming, to be sure. That's why when a lot of people ask for a spiritual experience, ask for an increase of energy, they'll get a burst and then they need a period of acclimation. Because if to suddenly take on this download of spiritual energy, a higher intensity, we can burn out our physical system. Our mind becomes overloaded. And many times that's when we have these, you know, spiritual moments, these spiritual integration moments where we travel through the void, or we have an out and out dark night of the soul, or what I like to think of as a recalibration event, But if all that is, if God got us all that is, the cosmos in universal intelligence, super consciousness is like drinking from a fire hose, the role of your higher self is to act as an intermediary or let's say a buffer between the full force of God got us all that is and your physical experience. It's a transducer or it will step down the spiritual intensity In a way where it's more palatable, more digestible, it's easier on your system. And so you can think of the higher self as an aspect of God, goddess, all that is. It is a personification of your divinity. So on one hand, it is directly focused on your personal experience. But it is also connected to a non-personal agenda of just spiritual energy. It's only real intention for you is to love you, to guide you, to assist you when you ask. It's there to magnetize and immediately begin attracting to you those intentions, those manifestations, which you deem important at the physical level. You see, your higher self is direct. You can think of the higher self as a concierge, as a hotel concierge, or someone that is uniquely gifted to assist you in fulfilling your wishes and desires. When you stay at a hotel and you go to the concierge, you say, where's the best place to eat? Chances are they have a half a dozen ideas right within walking distance, or you can order into the room or take an Uber or a taxi and you can have an experience. Their job is to be there of service to you. And of course they represent the hotel, but in that moment, in that conversation, their only concern is your happiness and to be of service to you. This is, how, this is the role of the higher self. The higher self is an aspect of God that is directly focused on your experience. It is connected to all that is, but its primary concern is your well-being, your mental, spiritual, emotional, physical well-being. And because of this role, your higher self loves you unconditionally. It can be and is a source of unconditional love. It holds in vibrational space an image of your perfected self. It sees you as whole, complete, and perfect. And when you align with that vision... When you are loving to yourself, when your thoughts are focused on your well-being, when they're focused on your wholeness and completeness, the experience of joy in your life, then you are in alignment with your higher self. You are in alignment with source. And if and when you do have thoughts that are contrary to source, contrary to your higher self, you experience dis-ease. You experience upset. You experience less than amazing sensations in your body. You might feel depressed. You might feel heavy. You might feel icky and just awkward. It feels like it's, life's a struggle. Everything is, you know, this is when your thinking is in conflict with your higher self. Uh, you're here to have your own experience and your higher self is there to guide you And it's not going to influence you without your choice. That's the whole purpose of coming here in physicality is to have a choice to choose your experience. So you have this emotional guidance system. When you're out of alignment with source, you feel icky. You feel yucky. It's like mucky muck. I'm using all these scientific terms here. No, it just doesn't feel good at all. And so that's an indication that your thinking is flawed. You're not thinking in alignment with the program. You're off course. You're thinking falsehoods. You might be thinking, I don't love myself. I'm horrible. I'm terrible. And those don't feel good, do they? No. If you were to say, I hate myself. I feel fantastic about this idea. No, you don't. It just doesn't feel good. Why doesn't it feel good? Because you're off course. You're out of alignment. You're not in alignment with your higher self. And so that mucky-muck feeling is an indication to get back on track, get with the program, get back on your journey. You're here on the spiritual journey to have a human experience, but to find your way back consciously and willingly to an experience of God got us all that is. And so in that regard, it is a school because you have to learn how to redo it. But there's nothing to really learn. You just have to remember your spiritualities. Remember your connection to God, God, a all that is. And so this is where the conundrum is, because it feels like we're searching for something, seeking for something, when we can surrender to it, we give in to it. In the last episode, I talked about how I reached a point at the end of my dark night of the soul, the first one I experienced, because you have levels, but the first one I experienced, I ended up surrendering my ego to God. I said, I can't do this all on my own. I don't have the resources. I thought I could do it without you. I and this was my ego talking. I didn't want to be beholden to God. <laughs> I wanted to do it on my own, like a little kid. I can do this by myself. Well, no, not so much. It's just a struggle. And that's one of the indications that you're not open to receiving God when you have the struggle when you have the efforting you're not in alignment with your higher vision you're not in alignment with your intention remember when you create an intention your inner being your higher self goes about to attract that to you in fact it's already created and we'll talk about probable futures and probable selves in the next episode to tie this all together But understand the moment you create an intention, it is already created vibrationally. And so the only thing that's required is for you to get in alignment and be open to receive vibrationally that manifestation. It's already manifested. You just have to rendezvous with the experience. And it's not in time and space. It's not, it's just a matter of perception because the moment you can step into it, It's in your possession. This is why when there's delays and people say, well, it's just not time yet. There's there's divine timing. And sometimes, you know, there is divine timing, but what is the divine timing? What what, what parts are trying to align here? Well, it's your thinking and your being. It's not yet time yet because you're not thinking or being or acting in alignment with that intention. And so if we have this uh, cognitive expectation, that we want it by a certain deadline. And when the deadline comes and it goes and we don't have our manifestation, people typically say, well, it's just not meant to be. Or, you know, it's not, you know, it's not time yet. Well, it's not time yet because you weren't ready yet. But it doesn't take years. It doesn't take, you can be ready in an instant. What does it take to be ready? What does it take to be in communion with your higher self? It takes surrendering. It takes being open to the connection. Be open with no expectation. Open that it doesn't have to show up in a particular way because more than likely it's not going to show up in exactly the way you you think it will from a personality perspective. I can review my life today and I can look back over the years and point to, oh my God, this was my higher self making itself, no, guiding me along the way. It will guide you to these these rendezvous with information, with ideas, concepts. And sometimes it's just an introduction to a concept or an idea. And then later when you hear the information in a new way, it makes a connection based on that saved information or that first introduction. Like you didn't know where to put it. it didn't make sense when you first heard about it. But then you hear about it in a new way, maybe even in this episode or somewhere else on the podcast, you hear about it in a new way. And suddenly there's this aha experience. You form these internal connections. You're rewired. You have a new understanding, a new perception. You can never, ever go back after you have that aha moment because a mind stretched to a new dimension never will return to its original state. To assist you in connecting with your higher self, I am going to create, I just decided that I'm going to create a meditation, a guided meditation, hypnotic meditation, to assist you in connecting with your higher self. I'm going to put that on my YouTube channel. It's possible when you listen to this, it will already be uploaded. I haven't yet recorded it as I'm speaking right this second, but I already have it in my mind. I've used it with clients in the past, usually in one-on-one situations where I guide them to an experience of their higher self of receiving and connecting with that unlimited, unconditional love and lead them to an experience that is embodied in their experience. What does that mean? It means that you can feel the connection. You have a palpable experience of your higher self. Can you maintain it? Can you maintain that awareness? I don't know. You might be able to, but as you practice it and listen to it again and again and connect to it in your day-to-day, you'll get better at having that connection of a blended experience where there doesn't feel like there's a separation between your persona or your sense of self and your higher self. Okay, I'm taking a break. This episode actually went close to an hour, so I decided to break it up into two halves. And so you can pick up the second half of this conversation in the next episode. I did that to make the episodes more digestible and easier to listen to. And so we'll meet in the next episode. And until then, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure.